We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Oh, hi. We have our statistician and photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. What's up? Back from the depth, we have returning from Vegas Summer League, our first correspondent, Mr. Professional Screw-Up, Alex Toledo. What's up? What's going on? And we have our other correspondent, the A core. I don't want to. I don't want to say one and two. So one and one A. Uh, Nikai's Duncan, statistician and pun master. Good afternoon. Nikai's Welcome back. Me. Time change is killing me, but you back on the East Coast? Yes, sir. Oh my God, was that your first? That was that was your first time traveling to the West Coast, right? Like, uh, yeah, that would be it. That those time zones, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's it, not great, man. I've been going un- to sleep at like three or four in the morning. <laughs> Unforgiving. That's more time to write. You know what? You're not wrong. It's for these words. Um, Speaking so of which, Nick- we got some stories dropping tomorrow. We got some stories. We got Nikias dropping some words tomorrow on the Las Vegas Summer League and the Miami Heat prospects in it. We also have the Five Reasons Patreon page. Please check that out. There's a lot of cool bonuses. There may or may not be audio of me doing an anime cipher. So you might want to check that out. Maybe you want to go to Patreon and give $5 to this cause and uh, join join that and you'll get all sorts of exclusive things. Uh, you'll be entered to win prizes. You'll get exclusive Five Reasons content from Miami Heat Beat to Three Yards Per Carry to Ballscast to all the stuff we have on tap for you there. And remember to like and subscribe on iTunes to us and our Five Reasons podcasts. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Five Reasons Sports at MIA Heapy and check us all out individually. Um, 
Ethan Skolnick, Chris Whittingham, all the, all the crew, everybody on Heat Beat, everybody on Five Reasons. So, with all those formalities out the way, Summer League is over for the Miami Heat. They're out. They lost after a comeback against Celtics. Boo. Boo. Um, Look, they lost when Derek Jones Jr. sprained his ankle because that's when I stopped watching. <laughs> Did you guys watch well, the game? Of course I watched the game. Of course I watched the game, Alex. <laughs> We're Miami Heat. Man, yo, they made a comeback. It came down to a game winner. The game was wild. Yeah, it was. Derek Wallace shot a 40-foot three to try to win the game. Did you, see the, did you see the circus layup that Derek Walton hit like uh, in the middle of the comeback like, with like, less than a minute left? Yes. yes. Like threw it over his shoulder almost. Nothing would have been better than him hitting a game winner against Boston. God, so bad. I hate that would have been the perfect way to go home, though. And, and like, he hasn't had the best of summer leagues, uh, Derek Walden. He's played better since they rescinded his qualifying offer. <laughs> <laughs> Lit a fire under him. Playing like a man with a purpose. No, but it's been disappointing. Um, Alex, I, I guess I'll start with you. Like, what do you, you were there, you got to watch. Who impressed you the most? I mean, the obvious one to me was just Derek Jones Jr. to see what he could do with the ball. Uh, how athletic he is. He didn't seem like he could really do much with it last year. And uh, I feel like he showed improvements on that end. Yeah, Alex. Um, he, to me, he was probably the standout. I think Bam in the Sacramento Summer League was something that I looked at and said, huh, I really like what I'm seeing there. But I think throughout the course of the Summer League, I think Derrick Jones Jr. might be making a case to play on this team to get minutes. Uh, Nikias, I know that we, I know, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much of your piece, but can you give us a little bit of what you think about Derrick Jones Jr. and his potential to play heat rotation? Um, I think that's mostly going to be predicated on how well he defends. And there was an article that came out recently that Spo was talking about Derrick Jones Jr. and what he looks for from him. And he mentioned that he's going to have to make his impact on the defensive end before he starts getting any other touches. And that was probably – that was one of the biggest things that stood out to me in summer league with Derrick Jones Jr. was how well he defended. He didn't look like rookie Josh Richardson anymore where he's just bouncing all over the place and he's making plays, but he's also taking himself out of plays because he's everywhere. He looked more disciplined on the defensive end. And when you combine, combine discipline with the kind of athleticism and the length that he already has, then you can kind of see the roadmap of him becoming an impact defender. I'm glad that you brought up Jay Rich. And, like, I don't think people remember how frustrating he was as a rookie. He was super kind of sporadic. He was uh, – Alf, Alf always Alf used to him. say that, like, <laughs> Alf hated him. And Alf used to say he just – he looks like a deranged person playing defense. But he's cleaned that up so much. He's been a premier wing defender. And you kind of hope – I don't know. I, I, if they can get that out of Derek Jones Jr., like, that, that's their biggest position to need. Like, they need a guy at small forward – who can like jump out of the gym, who can provide them some scoring at the wing, can be athletic, can like they don't have that. They have an excess of guards and centers. Like they don't have anybody that plays that small forward position naturally. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of why Miami probably gave him a little more room to experiment because they see the tools. They see he's only 21 years old somehow. Um, you see the upside. <laughs> so if he can grow especially defensively, I think there's definitely a path for him to get some consistent playing time. As long as four people get traded first. <laughs> Dude, we got to get into that later. We have so much to get into today with trades and everything. I, before we, I, do, I don't want to spend too much time on Summer League, but while we're here, uh, 
Uh, let's do some small. Nikai, are you ready for small sample size theater? I can do it. I want to do a little small sample size theater. Brian, hit the music. When it comes to samples, size matters. Except for this next segment. Let's have some fun with some small, teeny weeny sample sizes. This is Small Sample Size Theater, featuring Lake Heights, Duncan, or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. It's back. Back again. All right. I will never get tired of that very soothing music. Um, <laughs> the robot voice is something I have to get used to, but the music itself is lovely. You know what's funny is that we can probably get, or like, a re- I've talked to people to record, but I like the robot voice, and I don't want to get rid of like it. Like the Fembot voice from Austin Powers. I don't know. Brian made it. What is it, Brian? I can't find it anymore. I lost uh, the link that it you used can't? to use. Nope, it's gone, forever gone. But it's, it's from the same company that made Watson. Huh. The the robot that was on Jeopardy. I won like a million. Because I have a British friend on standby, and she'll do our voice work. But I don't know. I like the robot, so I, I we have, but for any new segments, we will have a shiny new. British on. We don't need brass. We have British <gasps> people. Oh, we just <laughs> small sample size theater. <laughs> yeah, turn it. What you got, Nikaya? What you got? Man. All right. So I'm just going to hit a quick few notes on Duncan Robinson. He shot a blistering 55.3% from three. Whoa. Which is just, yeah. And they were deep. There were a lot in transition. There were some pull-up threes. There was some of him coming off screens. He was all over the place. Um, He ranked in the 97th percentile in overall offense last year at Michigan. And shooting is pretty much all he did. If you combine, he had 25 possessions last year combined in isolation, pick and roll, and post ups. So he was very much a hired gun in that um, in that regard, kind of like Wayne Ellington. Like your job is to shoot and do literally nothing else, and that's what he did last year at Michigan. So you saying that he had two Wayne Ellingtons on the team, except one of them's white. Uh, pretty much yes. Well, I want, can I let people in behind the curtain? Brian writes a show sheet for us. And um, Brian on the show sheet put Justin Shut Hamilton. I, I, and funny thing is, I didn't like... see anything wrong with that. I was like, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I didn't, nobody corrected him until Nikai's was like, Brian, why do you have Justin Hamilton? Did I miss something? And Brian's like, oh, that was supposed to be Duncan Robinson. And <laughs> whew. I don't know if it's a little problematic, but he looks way too much like him. <laughs> Not you too, man. I mean, they also have they two all first the names, same, you know. <laughs> They do. They do. Can we trade him for another Dragic? Or two last names. You know what? <laughs> Duncan Robinson has two last names and two first names. There you go. How about so that? He might be better than Justin Hamilton. Let's go. Justin's better. There you go. J-Ham. But um, I, I, guess, I think the main issue I saw with um with Duncan Robinson was, and while like I really like him as a shooter, the thing that scares me is keeping him on the floor defensively, especially if you're going to play Wayne. Like, I think you'd want to play two shooters together, and I don't think you'll be able to play them together because, I don't know, it won't look like they can hide him defensively. He doesn't. He looks kind of, like, unathletic. Like, he's going to have a hard time getting, like, in NBA games, like, guarding people. Like it, He it just seems like joined the most intense conditioning program on earth, Gianni. That's true, but that won't make him. That won't. Wait, well, Gerald that make him Green more athletic. A I don't know. You can make anyone a defender. 
I mean, Gerald Green could move. Is that though. supposed like Duncan Robinson can't. Like that, <laughs> Gerald Green can move. Though. That's just a stereotype. Like Gerald was basically rookie Josh Richardson <laughs> on steroids. We were really slandering Josh Richardson rookie year. Why? I love Jay Rich, dude. Oh, I yeah, never he's fantastic. But yeah, that rookie year was he he was all over the place. So that's kind of like Nikai got literal quickness. I'm in love. I'm in love with this young core. Like the young core that Miami has, like Jay Rich, Bam, Winslow, and it may be maybe it's being a homer, but I really believe in what they have. Like I don't think they have like a star. Like I don't think they have, you know, anybody who's gonna be like a perennial all star. I think they have Three really solid starter type players in Winslow, J. Rich, and Bam. You know, it's funny. I was literally just thinking that to myself like five minutes ago, but the fact that Gianni agrees with me really makes me second guess it. <laughs> it should. That's great. Like, we we poo-poo like Riley and the Heat organization, and rightfully so for how they handle young players and draft picks, but their last three, they've nailed, man. Like, they have three legitimate guys who can start with a ton of upside, who two of them have contributed on contender teams in the Eastern Conference in the rookie year. And and Bam is still green and raw, but I think that it's it's very clear that there's a lot there. And I don't know. I think that's like... And I, and I think that's going to bring us into our next topic, which is Barry Jackson's article today about how the Heat have not really extended Justice uh, an extension because he's up after this year. And I know Nikaias was really upset on Twitter. I know a lot of us were upset. Like, Miami needs to do something to keep him because, like, they cannot lose him for nothing. Like, I know that he's had his ups and downs and there's been some, like, woes on, like, he can't shoot the ball or, like, he can't finish, but he's improved every year. He is a very, very gifted ball handler and playmaker, especially considering that he hasn't had a lot of reps doing it. If Miami does not extend him some sort of extension, which I don't know if he'll take, but I don't know. It's just like, I can't believe that they haven't yet. So why haven't they offered him the Jay Rich extension? I don't know. Or as what Nikaias, would you call it the Miles, oh, no, the Norman Powell? Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, Norman got it first, and then Jay Rich got it and actually proved he was worth it, unlike Norman Powell. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that was kind of the point I was making earlier. Like, even if Justice Winslow declines it, which I think he will, they're going to be a bunch of teams with cap space next year. The cap is rising still, so I, I he also very much seems like the kind of guy that will bet on himself. So I would expect him to decline it. But Miami has to make him feel wanted. Like, hey, we're going to be proactive about this. This is what we want to do. This is the money we want to give you. Give him the option to say no, but at least let him know that he's wanted. Um, I'm just very scared of them basically letting the market play itself because even if that doesn't hurt him on this next contract since he's restricted, once he's unrestricted, he's going to remember that kind of thing. It's kind of like the Gordon Hayward thing but like, in Utah when they didn't give him that fourth year on the max and he ends up going to Boston on his next contract. And the other thing about that is that if Justice goes out and has like a baller ass year in a contract year, and there's going to be a Sacramento with cap space, and they're going to throw money at him, and then you're going to you might be in a Tyler Johnson situation again. Dude, Justice Winslow is an increase in usage and a, and a, and a little bit of improvement on his accuracy from at like at the rim and from three. And I mean, he could theoretically be like a like a fifteen eight and eight guy. And imagine if he does that on like decent percentages. Someone is going to throw a lot of money at him. He's only twenty three next off season. Imagine if he does that and the Heat are good next year. 
That that's like an all star appearance in the East now. Yeah, the Heat have until I think was it October first. I can't remember what the exact date is. I think until the season starts is when they can offer that extension. If he doesn't agree to an extension, then that's it. He's a restricted free agent next year. Yeah, like I fully expect him to decline one if, they, if it's in that like four forty range. But offer it and let him say no. Kyle Anderson got four years, thirty seven million. Just throwing out some numbers. So why do you expect him to decline? I mean. Probably yeah, I think more. he can get more. Like, if he continues to grow, if he does make a leap as a finisher, like, we saw him shot, it was pretty low volume, but we saw the shot improve and the form itself improve. So, if that proves to be any sort of real, like, he's a multi-positional defender with ball handling chops that can hit threes. Like, that's valuable. And with a bunch of teams with... That's very... Look at what Trevor Reza got on the, like, a couple years ago. And, like, Justice can dribble. So, that kind of adds value to what he can bring. Yeah, I mean, it's about what Miami should do right now. And if I were them, I would offer them, I would offer him the Jay Rich extension, the same exact thing, and tell them, look, we value you both, you know, equally right now. Like you're equally important to the organization and then see what he does. At least that way you're in good faith and you show that you want him around because you really should. Like all these, I mean, we can get into how much money they, like the fact that they're not going to re-sign Justice Winslow because they paid Tyler Johnson, Deion Waiters, Wayne Ellington too much money. Like, that's crazy. Jay Rich got four year, 42 million. And they gave it to him in the middle of the season. Like, when did they give it to him? August before the season started. Yeah. Before the season. So there's still time. Um, Is that their greatest signing since the wall (laughs) thing? It might be. And it's funny (laughs) because he kind of got killed for the extension at the time. Did they? Yeah. Like, I remember liking it. I, well, I remember yeah, us we as liked a show it, like, liking overall, it. Overall, like, Jay didn't show. He certainly didn't show what he showed last year. He was coming off that, the, you know, the inconsistent stuff last year off the injury. Yeah. But that's when you got to give those guys extensions. Like, Justice came off, like, a really good playoff series where, you know, he was good. And, he, like, second half of last year, he was good. Like I kind of agree with you because Justice looks like he's about to turn a corner. So, this might be the That's what I'm corner. saying. Like, so and that's why that's why Nikai was saying like he might not take it because like he probably feels like hey I'm, I'm right there like I'm at the cusp of getting like a contract and Miami's not gonna have cap space to give a contract next season. It's not that he can they can go they can use his bird rights to go over to cap. It's just that luxury tax is gonna be even more killer. I mean we know how Mickey has been with luxury tax and so like that's like a, like and, and then I don't know they might be very willing to let him go away which would be infuriating if that happens it would like for Pat Riley talked so much about internal improvement and how he believes in his core to give up on like one of three legitimate young pieces on the roster because you decide to shell out too much money to veterans like yeah for it, it's stupid there's no yeah, other just, way to put it yeah not just that it's your first like top 10 pick since 2008 since Beasley Chris what were you saying I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, it's Pat Riley we're talking about. Like, what if, you know, I mean, I know we had that sound bite that we were going to play when when this came up. But, um, you know, there's rumors that he's still he's been talking with the Spurs and, you know, maybe he's trying to pull off something really big. And maybe that's why he hasn't extended justice, because justice is more attractive as an expiring piece. Is he? Than locked up. I don't know. I, I again. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a thing that he hasn't done it yet because he's more attractive as a as a as a throw into a trade. Think about it this way too, guys. If J, if Winslow signs an extension, he's not eligible to be traded for an entire year. Now see, that's a good point. 
Now, if that if that's the rationale, then I guess I kind of get it. But even then, if something falls through, and justice has basically been used as trade bait, then like, how is he feeling about that? But the problem is, is that I, I'm, and I kind of think that anything, any like, I, I don't think the Kawhi thing is really going to materialize. And then after that, it'll probably be trade deadline stuff. And then at that point, you can't extend justice. So then, what are you doing? I just feel like it, that must be what's hanging everything up. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, they still have three open roster spots. There hasn't even been a whisper of Dwayne or Udonis, which I, it's amazing how we haven't even brought that up yet. They're in China. Yeah, I know. Which, Dwayne's in China. You know, didn't you need to stay? Wasn't there a comment? Whoa, that, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, damn. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I was just about to say the same thing that D Wade and you were going to sign in China, though. Wasn't there like a? Didn't they say something at some point that they were wanted to do that at the end of their careers or something crazy it makes a like little that? Too much sense. Don't they both have like sponsorships and deals over there? Yeah, Li Ning. Oh no, Dwayne has Li Li whatever. But Li Ning and Udonis is on that, that shoe label. Yes, but it's Dwayne's shoe label. It's like yo, it's, he got his homie on his yo, shoe that's label. A Okay, the Heat end up in a bidding war with China. <laughs> International, dude. <laughs> like, let let the let them go. Just let like like that's too much. Yeah, we're already in enough bidding wars with China. If D Wade goes to China, <laughs> D Wade would be the best Chinese player ever. Like in that league. A lot of Chinese. Oh, hold on. Does that get us Chinese fans? Does that get us Chinese Heat beat fans? Oh, untapped we market. Five that reasons. Market. I think we need a root for D Wade and UD to go over there now. I mean, guys, a billion people. Alex, you can be our correspondent for the for the <laughs> Shanghai Sharks. Send me to China. Dude, I got to pay for that one too. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I I go to China once a year anyway, so I might as well. Chris go, is our uh, correspondent. There you yeah, go. You get I'll, I'll go watch some Chinese basketball and report back some some scouting for the Heat. I think theirs would be <laughs> like literally, not summer league. It's like Dwayne Wade would average a million points. Like he still has something left in the tank. Like guys go over there with nothing. Like Norris Cole's dominating. Didn't Brendan Jennings average like 40 points a game or something what over there? What would Dwayne do? Dwayne would average. I'm not even joking. So did <laughs> yeah, what did Beasley average? I'm looking at Beasley's Chinese stats. Hold did on. you guys see for Pride Month, Beasley is like holding the flag for transgender and non-binary and LGBT. I was so that's proud Michael. of him. I was like, Bees. I was like, that's my, in this house we respect Michael, Michael Beasley. Beasley was the MVP of the China League, and he averaged 32 points, 13 rebounds, Four assists and two steals a game. <laughs> we don't think D Wade can do that. He averaged four assists in China. <laughs> four. That's it. That's amazing, actually. How many would Hassan average in China? One. <laughs> you think Hassan would pass the ball to Chinese players? Oh God! <laughs> he would he would going to dunk every time. Not. He would not average a single one. Hassan would dominate China, though. He would. They, he can they? Can they trade Hassan or no to China? No, not to. China. <laughs> they can't. No, I don't know. I mean, in soccer, you can. You can. You can sell a player. Like you. Like if you're in La Liga, you can sell it to the Premier League. So why can't you do that in the NBA? Are we sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. Albert Random, look into this. Because <laughs> there might be some. There might be some potential here. San Hassan. In a in a strange twist of events, Hassan got his max contract and is back in China. <laughs> Did not think you'd end up there, bud. Can I play the soundbite? <laughs> play the sound. Okay, so this is uh this is courtesy of Five Reason Sports. Yes. Okay, this is courtesy of Five Reason Sports. This is Riley's final gambit. Look, we've heard that the Spurs and Heat have had ongoing conversations. 
And so clearly there's still interest there from the Heat. So can you make a play for Kawhi still, the fact that he has not moved? And there's another name that we got to talking about a little bit on our DM string yesterday. And and to me, this one would make some sense. Might the Spurs move LaMarcus Aldridge too? Because again, remember, Pat Riley tried to get LaMarcus Aldridge three years ago. I actually talked to LaMarcus about it. He was really secretive about the details of that meeting. He didn't want to get much into it, but we know that Pat basically went to him armed only with a mid-level contract and said, if you take this for a year, we'll take care of you. So do you think possibly there could be a play for the Spurs two big stars? Ethan is outsourcing our group chat for content. I feel like we should get a cut of whatever ad he gets. It's good content. It's, I mean, we, we provide the good content in the DM string. Why does he call it a DM string? It's a group chat, Ethan. Ethan, when you listen to this, it's a group chat, not a DM string. Calling you out. Are we going to put that on the Patreon too? I'm going to put the group chat in. Yo, I've been telling Ethan forever. I was like, Ethan, if you want Patreon pa- patrons, for the best patrons, we have a group chat, all of us, and a patron. You know how it'll sell? It'll sell like hotcakes. If y'all are interested, tweet at Ethan. Tell him you want in on our group chat. <laughs> I got another sound, but if you Let's want to play it now or you want to save it for what? No, no, no. I, I want to talk about the... Uh, I, want to, I want to visit the LaMarcus Aldridge thing because I do think that... Okay, so what's the assumption? The assumption for that deal, it would be what? All the young guys, Hassan, and a first-round pick? The entire team? <laughs> This is not Kawhi. This is Lamarcus Aldridge. We're talking Kawhi and and Lamarcus Aldridge. Or we yeah, just you get you get Tyler, you get Bam, and you get Justice. Sounds good. We, we get to keep Jay Rich. Tyler on we oh do. This is this is a Kawhi. What are you talking about? You can't give up your whole team for Lamarcus Aldridge. I'm so giddy right now. Wait. So we're talking about trading. For oh, so you're talking about trading for him individually? Yes. Oh, oh no, okay. I thought we were talking about trading for both. No, the Kawhi thing's not happening. Not according to Chris Sheridan. <laughs> Props to Sheridan, guys. Props to Sheridan. I mean, it makes it on. It's such a Riley move to try to pull off such a crazy trade. Isn't I don't it? like the move. I'm not saying I like it. I don't even know if I would want to do that. But it's just like. Essentially, getting two all stars off a team in one trade. No, no, no. no. Oh, I don't. Where are you getting this two all star stuff? I, I don't I, think it's a trade for Kawhi either one of the it. two. If, if you get Kawhi, it's a different conversation. We're, we've 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 talked Kawhi ad nauseum. I think we're talking Lamarcus Aldridge right now, and I don't think that that is a game changer. And this is a position that Miami's stuck in. You kind of look for like B level stars, and then you have to give up a lot to get a B level star. And I don't think it's worth giving up a lot to get a B level star. And a B-level star that you're going to have to overpay when free agency comes. Because Sacramento will pay them like a star. And that's why I'm kind of opposed to like that kind of stuff. And I think the league has really changed. And I think... And and hear me out, guys. Like, I think since 2010, with the cap boom and with the amount of money that is being spent in, in for, for these salaries, I think it's changed so much that you cannot just like normal team build like okay here's your number two guy here's your number three guy like that you sign in free agency you kind of have to i think the draft is probably more important than ever now you need value guys because you're going to have to overpay like the one and two guy so much that you might not be able to fill out the roster and with how volatile luxury tax is i kind of feel like value is what's huge right now because 
a bunch of teams are in cap hell. And to build a like Warriors are filled with value all over the court, especially at with Steph Curry. Well, I mean, but that's why I don't even understand why they would be going after Aldridge by himself if they can't unload Hassan. You can't you can't have so much money tied up in two guys that most definitely cannot play together. Well, I mean, look what they have now. They have all their money tied in Hassan and Tyler next season, and those are two guys that probably don't play a lot of fourth quarter minutes. Right, but it's like if but if they really are talking a lot, it has to be about something realistic, and like that's not really realistic. So for them to just go after them, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Pat to to try to go after the Marcus. Yeah, but I mean, I think in that sense, Kawhi makes more sense because Kawhi trading for a guy like Kawhi, he's a clear number one on your team, and he's one of the best players in the league. But I also don't think. And I guess Riley is the type to gamble on Kawhi wanting to stay, but oh God, you'd have to give up so much. The Marcus and Hassan like starting together, to... man, <laughs> that doesn't sound great. No, it's the same issue we have with Hassan and Kelly. It's the same issue. They have so much redundancy on the roster, and they have good players. They just have redundancy, and then where they have need, they don't have anything. Yeah, and that's why losing the one like kind of traditional small forward because you paid all these other guys is crazy to me. Luol Dang would be nice right now if he was five years ago. And not seventeen million. Most important signing in Heat history, Luol Dang. Hold on, hold on. I just thought about something though. If you trade for Luol Dang, obviously with the promise of another asset in the trade, like the Lakers have been talking about, would it be Pat's saving grace to save Luol Dang once again? <laughs> Saving grace from what? Me, Miami's most important signing. Part two. No one can save you yep. all dang like Pat Riley. That's. You that's bring him going. back. You gotta bring back Joe Johnson, too. Alex, you're terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say, how far are we taking this? Squad back. <laughs> I know Udry is too. Just imagine he comes back. Oh, you get him into great shape. He looks like a starting power forward in the NBA again. Heat culture is once again proven right. Dude, Tom Thibodeau literally ran him into the floor. We got the last juice out of the dang. Are you sure? <laughs> I still see a little bit left. Last juice out of the dang. <laughs> Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> so LaMarcus Aldridge has a two, uh, two-year $50 million extension that you signed last season. In his last year of his deal, it's only seven million guaranteed. Yeah, that Brian, can like you play? Um, can you play a promo so we can reset after uh, the last juice of the dang? <laughs> I need to reset. I need to collect myself. Can you play a promo? Hey, this is Seth Levitt, and I am here with two-time Miami Dolphins team MVP. Seth, 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 man, they already know this is OJ McDuffie. Why don't you tell them what we're really here for? We're excited to join the crew at the Five Reasons Sports Network to bring you our new podcast, The Fish Tank: Dolphins Tales from the Deep. OJ, tell them what they can expect when they dive in. Yeah, Big Seth, we've got some of your favorite all-time Dolphin players in the tank, sharing some of the best stories that you've never heard. So it looks like Sasquatch because he's <laughs> is chasing me because you you know Izzo with his clothes on. He's so hairy, that guy. <laughs> Wait, why are you looking so, at me like I know yeah. Lizzo with his no, clothes off? Seth with his clothes off. <laughs> so make sure you find the fish tank on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or if you're one of those Android people, Google Play Music, or on several cross-platform apps, including Podbean and Stitcher. Thanks for diving in. That is the fish tank, OJ McDuffie's new podcast here on the Five Reasons Podcast Network. So check that out and everything else we have to offer at the network. So we have not talked Wayne Ellington. 
And Miami has re-signed him, and that's kind of important. Uh, Miami gets him for a six-year deal, one year. Um, pretty pretty team-friendly deals. I th- Christian, I think it's interesting because going into the offseason, I think we all kind of wanted Wayne back if it was reasonable. And as the odds after the offseason went on and on and on, I think it dawned on us all that they have way too many guards. And now they have them. And what do they have? Five shooting guards, uh, six including Dwayne. Well, I think the hope was that they could make some kind of move to offload money. And if they did, then sure, you could bring Wayne back. I mean, I don't I don't have an issue with the deal. It's one year, it'll, you know, it'll be a well wait, but he can he be traded? That's one thing. No, I'm he can be about. traded. He Cannot. but the thing is with him is that he can veto any trade that he's a part of. Exactly. So he would have to be traded somewhere that he's cool with, which, you know, sort of makes it harder. Who know? I mean, who knows? Do you think that's why they got him for so I, cheap? I, have no, I don't know. I mean, he had interest from other teams. I guess he really wanted to be here. Like, I mean, those guys, they do seem really close. I don't think that's fake. Like, it seems genuine. Oh, I, I think so, too. I think that so had, like, him and JJ. What and was the Instagram guys, they, they uh, looked... post that him and JJ were tagged on? Do you guys remember that when he signed? Yeah, it was him. It was JJ's. It was a dog, and it was um, it was Wayne Ellington and JJ. Something to the effect of the the you can't find loyalty like this anywhere, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that the Heat just either got close or matched or got close to whatever number he was getting from other teams, and he just took a one year deal. I mean, there's not. I wonder much... why that took so long though that's why that's why everybody thinks there has to be something else coming because also it's the lakers i think they're into the tax now aren't they three million dollars over right now the lakers didn't call wayne ellington like that's a guy they could have used like there's a ton of teams that could have used contenders well the team that i was thinking would have probably signed him was philly since he's from there but they use their tack they use all their extra cat space when they made that trade for wilson chandler and they resigned jj reddick and it's like, if you're going to go into the tax for Wayne Ellington, you f- you better go into the tax for Justice Winslow. Like Exactly. But that's like, I, I feel like there's there's missing pieces as to what they're planning this offseason because like, they have not behaved normally. Like, what they've done has not made a ton of sense. Like, they wait, like, still, no word on Dwayne, nothing on, on Udonis. Um, those are, those are two roster spots we have. But Wayne took forever. Nobody's been moved. Nothing's happened. They haven't even, like, signed, like, a random, summer, like, training camp guy or anything. Like, like an old veteran. Like, we're due for a veteran signing. I mean, Riley. I will give Riley this. Derek Jones Jr. looked like a first round pick during Summer League. Like, he, I mean, everybody thought that that was like fluff, you know, but he kind of looked that way. And now I watch him do nothing in the regular season, so whatever. I mean, there's there's all the shooting guards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can't play. He can't play uh, small forward, guys. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be his thing. But I mean, if you're playing Josh Richardson at small forward and Why? you have Ian coming back and oh. Tyler's there and whatever they're gonna do with Justice and. Wayne's there, and it's just a lot. Man, you could make a really good argument that Josh Richardson should be the smallest guy on the court for that team. I like that. You know what? I'm actually with you on that. I like that. Justice at point guard, Jay Rich at the two, and then the rest of the court gets filled out. Yep. Do you guys want Dwayne back? 
Do you have to ask me? <laughs> I know you. I, I, I know. I know how you feel, bud. Trust me. Christian? I don't know. Like maybe if the roster wasn't so uneven, like I don't know. I see the appeal of him getting like a going home type thing, but like it just doesn't make sense. And now you got the justice thing, and he really needs to get reps. I have a giant painting in my living room of Dwayne Wade holding a cafecito. So, yes, of course I want him back. I will always want him back. If if he was willing to take the minimum on a one-year deal every year until he's 50 years old, he can play 10 minutes. I could, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Alex? So are we leading up to the point where Derek Jones is going to end up being the future starting small forward for this team and not Justice because they can't pay him? Ooh, wait, what if they trade Winslow to the Spurs for Kawhi and they make Derrick Jones Jr. the new small forward of the future and they move Kawhi to power forward? What about that? Mm. Right, that was I mean, cool. I guess. I don't... <laughs> that was pretty I mean... elaborate. <laughs> Brian, I mean, we've reached the point in the offseason where we're just fabricating trades. <laughs> We are trying to mass produce some content. We need some trades. Oh, but wait, where does Mello come into play? Hmm. Ooh. The Houston, that's where he comes in. That play. is so funny because last show we were all about Mello and then like nothing fucking happened and we we have I totally forgot Mello existed. I'm actually I guess Mello can come off the bench as a six, man. Mello's not on the show wow. sheet. Mello's not a shooting guard, so he can't come. <laughs> No, I'm saying he could back up Derrick Jones Jr. because he's he's my forward. <laughs> you and Alex Bryan have done nothing but be ridiculously sarcastic. We really think Mel's gonna come up. And this. you know, we waited a half hour for Alex to come on the show. Well, you love telling me last minute. At this point, I just want summer league stories from the guys and Alex. But before we get to that, I want to play the sound before you guys forget. So let's get into it. I will tell you that I, I did get a text from somebody who has been pretty trustworthy in terms of sort of knowing what's going on with the Heat, not in the organization, but deals with them. And he basically said, be ready, <laughs> okay? That something else is coming down the pike here. The way I look at it, there is something going on because I, there's no point in announcing this yesterday. Like the Heat have consistently withheld these kind of moves. And some of the people that got it yesterday are people who deal with the Heat, some of the people in the media. So if the Heat did not want this out there, it wouldn't have gotten done. That's why I think we're not far away from a Tyler Johnson move or a Deion Waiters move or maybe both. And I also think you could see Rodney Magruder move somewhere as a throw-in because he's kind of a useful piece here. So that's the direction that I see this going. I, I, man, I want to... Man, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, I'm so confused on how to feel. I have a lot of feelings. I don't know if I should be excited or if I don't want to feel like an idiot again because like nothing will happen because like that was, what, Thursday or Friday? And like nothing's happened. And I've been waiting by my phone, like refreshing Woj and Shams, like waiting for a damn trade, like something's going to happen and nothing's freaking happened. And it's going to be like some weird, wacky veteran, like, I don't know, who's... Did you guys wake up? Did you guys wake up this morning to that Woj bomb? That wasn't a Woj bomb about Kawhi. He retweeted Bobby Marks saying that Kawhi is eligible for the Supermax extension. But obviously, you see Kawhi Leonard spurs forward in the first four letters of that tweet, and my heart dropped. And then you read the whole thing, and <laughs> it's just is, like we already know this. 
So isn't it weird that they haven't offered him yeah, that off yet, the, the Supermax? They, they can, can offer, offer him to him. Yeah, they have until the beginning of the season. Today was the first day that they can offer that deal. If they, they the really have put in that much him. effort to try to talk to him, to try to get him back on their side or whatever, wouldn't that be like the cherry on top? Like, yo, we really believe in you. Even with all this stuff, you being in another state across the country all season, you're only playing seven games, and you being just completely quiet with us, wouldn't that be the cherry on top? Yeah, I feel like if they really want him back, that they they have to throw that offer on the deal. And I think I read um, where Spurs Brass kind of wants to do that, and Pop is kind of like, nah, let's not. I heard that too, and that's fascinating. Isn't that Skip Bayless? I think Skip reported that. Skip Bayless out here being a journalist again. That's right. Um, this is where we are. 2018 is so backwards. 2018 is very backwards. But that kind of reminds me of kind of like the Spolstra Riley disconnect that we hear allegedly happening that Riley's big on Hassan, and, and Eric Spolstra's like, nah, fam, I, I'm not really interested in dinosaur basketball and Hassan Whiteside basketball and there's kind of a riff there as there is with pop and but I feel like the pop thing is more personal I think the Spolster thing is personal and basketball maybe because mm-hmm. I know that we've we've heard that maybe Spolster might be a little bit sick of Hassan and he kind of wants he's kind of done um oh they're boys again did you see that tweet from Barry yeah, yeah we have lunch. lunch I mean but let's be real that that Linux signing I have a feeling that was all Spo. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he was- I think that most of the things have been Spo outside of maybe Dion, Tyler, stuff like that. I think a I lot think of going to throw Tyler in. He loves Tyler. No, but I don't. I, did, did Spo want that? For I mean, I don't know. But I mean, I, we know that was Mickey. Is what I'm saying. I mean, like the the Tyler thing too. It's just like we focus on it just because of the the cap situation they're in. But like we also completely ignore that we're paying six million dollars for a guy who's probably worth more than that the last couple of years. And then we used it to. Who do we? I think we signed Wayne because Tyler was making so little. Well, but Kristen, my thing has always been with that contract how they they got a break in the beginning when they weren't going to be good when we knew that they weren't going to be good. And then the contract got expensive at the end when they when we knew they were going to be trying to be good. And that's the thing, because they gave Tyler that money once everyone left, when Dwayne left and they were rebuilding, right? So they gave, they yes, they had Tyler for cheap when they didn't need to have him for cheap. And now when they would need him to have him for cheap, they have him for expensive. And I think that's a part of the contract that's bad. And also that he hasn't really probably improved that much to be worth any kind. Like, Tyler is a little bit of a better player, not too much of a better player. And I just think it's just been... I mean, I think the what conflates everything is just how bad last offseason was. I mean, if they give out one-year, two-year deals instead of what they did, I don't think the team is in nearly the same situation that they are now. So no, but the, people, but the names that people want to get rid of are not... Olenek and D- I guess Dion, but I think the ones that come up most are Tyler and Hassan. Oh, no, no, I, I know. I mean, but, you know, it's so you, you can't predict the future either. You know, that's a tough thing. And, like, they're they're just kind of in this hell of they can't move Hassan or Tyler. I know that there have been reports that they're being shopped. They can't move it's either. They can't them. move them. It's so that you don't want to use any sweeteners to move them. 
I was about to add, so I know that it's been reported that the Heat have been reluctant to add any young asset Justice, Jay Rich, Bam picks to get rid of those contracts, which I think is honestly a really good sign because maybe Riley four years ago would probably have just given a pick or given Justice to get rid of uh, Tyler or one of those guys. I kind of like that they're writing those out. Um, The JJ contract, I think, is the one that's going to hurt most later. Even though he was productive this year, I mean they're they just need cap space to sign better players. I'm kind of fine with the JJ contract, honestly. And basically, hearing that he played a lot of last year with a hernia, like he was still fine. It honestly like, explains so much. Yeah, yeah. He was very he was productive. He he was, but he wasn't explosive. He wasn't dunking on people. Yeah, he he wasn't eviscerating when Steph did Curry. He get the hernia? <laughs> Because I remember that poster on on Oladipo in in November. Yeah, I have Could it no have idea. Could it have been there? That's, it all went south from there. <laughs> it might have been. No, no like, I guess what kind of bothers me about the contract, or at least about the young guys, like I'm fine with them not wanting to use them as sweeteners, but in the case of Hassan, like the roster just needs so much balancing. And if you can't dump him, then you need to find a fit to make this roster work. So not wanting to attach a young guy to dump him is fine, but you should be fine with taking 40, 45 cents on the dollar to get a better fit for the roster. Mm -hmm. So if you're actually going to try to compete until 2020 or 2021, whenever the big cap space opens up, like you need to maximize the team that you have now because you don't have much flexibility to do much else, especially if you're not willing to throw in the young guys as sweeteners. I nailed it. Totally agree. And and but oh my god. Again, it's just been it's been frustrating. I mean, it's tough because when you give a guy a max and he doesn't turn into a max player, uh you're going to set your franchise back. But it's you know, because everybody in the in the moment thought that giving him that money was the right move, even though ultimately it wasn't and it would have been great <laughs> if he had just gone to Dallas, but Christian, I think that the biggest thing is how I think the Hassan contract alone doesn't hurt. I think it hurts when in conjunction with everything else, because like they have multiple bad contracts and like enormous contracts. And some are short and some are long and they all don't match up. And that's the problem. And that's the unriley like part of it. Can we have fun again? This is kind of getting depressing. Yeah. Yeah. This got really (laughs) depressing. Like this show has been like a drag. Can we have fun? Yeah, you had your head sunk into your hands like Dude, a minute I had, ago. I had Kawhi. I'm also I had sick. Derek Jones Jr. in the starting front court, and then Mello. And then yeah, we had Mello coming off the bench as a six man. He's gonna be six man. Here. I hate Dang. you guys so much. Little Dang, yeah, he's gonna be comeback player of the year. Can we bring back Eddie House while we're at it? He can say. I love Eddie House. Bring back Rio. That might actually Yo. happen. <laughs> because we need another. I kind of wish we had Gary Payton on the pod. <laughs> Backup point guard. Yo, Big Three League. You were supposed to get us Gary Payne as a guest. This is why this is like this. Where, this is all your fault. Me and the guys will go out there too. There you go. Recruit. Get some trash talk stories. No, no, we got asking about a stolen uh, chair, or whatever it was, a soul that uh, that Mike Wallace shared in the pod. There's yeah, no Big I Three mean, League. Get us a guest. <laughs> I feel like it's go, scared. Ethan. 
You know, I, I don't I don't even know if Ethan listens to us, but like I think constantly I just tell Ethan to do stuff at the end of shows and then I, I just hope he listens and does them. He never does. Love you, Ethan. Thumbs up. So we get a reset on the plane. This show's been miserable. We need we need more Leif. I mean, it's just like this is just such a rough time. What the heck? Are we, we need more Leif to, to right propagate now? heat culture. I can't like analyze the three million dollars we're over the tax like anymore. I can't. Next show we're doing Wayne Ellington cap hole talk. <laughs> hey, he'd have his bird rights next year. Um, can't wait to see how that negotiation goes. We need to get Birdman on the show. That's what I'm saying, dude. We have Gary Payton, we have Birdman, we have Antoine Walker, we have Quentin Richardson. We got all sorts of former Heat lifers like in the Bibby. Big Three League. Mike Bibby. Here, look, Big Three League. Get us one of those guests. I'm going to give you a free... I'm going to give you a free plug. Go to Big3League.com. Buy tickets. They're going to be in Miami this month. Michigan Islands Arena. Check them out. I think it's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, come. Come. Check them out. Going to have to do some reporting for Heat Beat. Some reporting for Heat Beat. You know, we'll all go as a show. How about that? We'll all go as a show. We'll support the Big Three League. And you guys get us Gary Payton or Quentin Richardson. I want to take Deal? a picture with jacked Mike Bibby. <laughs> Rip your Mike, damn head off. Your screen. What is Can we attribute the muscles to heat culture? <laughs> retro, retro, retroactive heat culture? I don't know. I, I think I'm going to tell him that he was my least favorite heat player ever. Deuces. Hey, this is Gary and Thorne, host of the Fantasy on 5 podcast, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network, letting you know that your fantasy football needs are covered this season. My co-host David Ganos and I will be leading you hand-in-hand through your draft and right up to Championship Sunday, offering our insight into the world of fantasy football. We'll also be inviting some of our friends from Sports Illustrated, Yahoo, and DraftKings. Look for us Tuesdays and Thursdays starting in July, wherever you currently listen to your favorite Five Reasons Network podcasts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.